Hey everyone, this is Fernando Tibaio from the Porsche's metal band Moonspell. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Phil from Violence here. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. This is Christian from Lions at the Gate. Yo, 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 Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton and Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now. Keep it metal. All right, welcome everybody to officially, it is now season four of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your host, your main man with the most, Eddie Monster. Welcome to another season. I know it's taken a little bit longer, but we needed to revamp some things, go over some stuff, figure out what we wanted to do for season four. Um, And obviously, you know, the answer is always more interviews, right? We got a new cover art, which hopefully you guys enjoy. And uh, we kind of tweaked the intro a little bit, not really much. Uh, But yeah, so we're ready for season four. And we've got a big big task to ask of all of you. All of our loyal listeners that are out there, if you love this show and you love listening to the show and you love metal and you want to support any podcasts that have to do with metal, please, if you have an Apple iTunes account or you listen to the podcast through Apple in their iTunes podcasts, please visit their page and rate the show five stars. It helps out tremendously in garnering more attention more sponsors, stuff like that, just so we can keep this show afloat, you know, and keep this show going at all costs. Um, but it just, it's good. Uh, apparently, Apple has this algorithm that they do, and that's how they figure out. And apparently, it garners attention for podcasts. The more five star reviews you get, the better it is for your show. So please, if you could, please do that. That is our one piece of. I think a task for all of you to do today or whenever you listen to this podcast, just, yeah, you know, go on iTunes, rate it five stars, write whatever you want, write metal school, write, uh, you know, I like teasing my hair with hairspray and lots of Aquanet. That's fine. Uh, whatever you want to write is completely fine and completely normal. Uh, all right. So we've got an interesting, interesting, um, things to talk about today. We got a couple of topics that I really wanted to pinpoint and sort of discuss with all of you. And I'm going to start this one off because we're just going to get into it. This is part of rock and metal news. Believe it or not, we're still doing that. Uh, But there's something I wanted to talk about. And I've been saying it for years and years and years. And I just think people don't listen. Either that or they don't want to listen. It's one or the other. Uh, But one of the things I want to talk about on the show with you guys is the fact that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a fucking joke. It's always been a joke. I say it every year. I've always said it. They don't respect metal at all. Now, just to remind you guys, here are their inductees this year. Okay, Kate Bush, Shell Crow, Missy Elliott, 
George Michael, Willie Nelson, and Rage Against the Machine. Now, I want to clarify a couple things. When I first heard the announcement, I had no problem with George Michael being inducted. I had no problem with Willie Nelson being inducted. Willie Nelson is a legend. Right? Legend. Um, we also got apparently the spinners, DJ Cool Herc, Link Ray, Shaka Khan, Al Cooper, Bernie Toppin, and Don Cornelius. I think those are special category ones. I think the main attraction ones are like Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, so on and so forth. So I had no problem with, with those two. And then I looked up Kate Bush and saw what kind of how, how much of an influential singer she was and decided, okay, I have no problem with her getting inducted. And really, I don't have a problem with Raging It's the Machine getting inducted, but, and this is the big but, there are two spots that I could have left for these other two artists. And that is the spot for Shell Crow and the spot for Missy Elliott. The whole point of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is to induct artists that have been influential, right? They inspired a whole generation, or they've inspired, you know, hundreds of others, you know, millions to do what it is they do. I can't tell you who Sheryl Crow has influenced, and I definitely cannot tell you who Missy Elliott has influenced. Other than maybe in the world of hip-hop for other females, but whatever. But to not give the nod to Iron Maiden and Soundgarden when they were leading, they were, I believe, in the top five of the fan votes. And to not give it to either one is, is a travesty in and of itself. Now... If you want to look at influential, okay, Iron Maiden has released, has sold, excuse me, 130 million albums worldwide, which tops Rage Against the Machines 16 million worldwide. They have releases that have been certified gold and platinum over 600 times, okay? In 2023, the Royal male of the UK honored them with postage stamps and other things okay you know how many other artists have that special uh, recognition yeah only the Rolling Stones the Beatles Pink Floyd and Queen who are also all Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees as far as the Grammys are concerned, they've been nominated five times and they've got one win, which came in 2011 when they won for the best metal performance for El Dorado. Think about that. Okay. 2011. Let's see. For some, and probably the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they might consider Iron Maiden's heyday to be in the late 70s and 80s. And part of the 90s. But for us metalheads, this is the second golden age of Iron Maiden. They've been releasing nothing but phenomenal releases. 
And if you really want to go far back, you can look at The Number of the Beast, which was the debut album of Bruce Dickinson. And that just about sold 20 million copies worldwide. That's one album. So I may, you know, the argument's there for Iron Maiden to be in. It's bullshit that they're not. Now, Soundgarden should have also been in there. Soundgarden, even though they didn't have super, super sales like Nirvana did right from the get-go or Pearl Jam did right from the get-go. And some can say if it wasn't for Chris Cornell, nobody would have probably known who Eddie Vedder was before he was in Pearl Jam because they did the whole Temple of the Dog thing. But Soundgarden alone, dude, has influenced a whole generation. A whole generation. There's so many people. Even Guns N' Roses covered a Soundgarden song on the Spaghetti Incident. Okay? GNR, who were the biggest rock band of their time, and also a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, covered them. Yeah. Covered Soundgarden. And even honored Soundgarden when Chris Cornell passed away. So the fact that these two artists were snubbed yet again just bothers me a little bit. And if you want to put it down, okay, and say, okay, Missy Elliott was an influential female, um, you know, hip-hop artist, diversity, fine. Fine. Have it. Sheryl Crow, really? But even then, I would have taken Iron Maiden over Rage Against the Machine. Just saying, Rage is going to be there. They're going to be there next year. So you could have inducted Iron Maiden now and then did Rage Against the Machine next year. Or you could have inducted Iron Maiden and Rage Against the Machine and left out Sheryl Crow. Just saying. Keep the rest. I have no problem with the rest. I just have a problem that Iron Maiden once again gets snubbed. One of the the most important metal bands of all time. Just saying. Yeah, so those are my thoughts. But anyways, we're going to take a small break. And we're going to check out our first of two bands you should know artists. But I'm not going to do the introduction. So without further ado, here's Beefcake the Mighty of Guar introducing our next act. Greetings, human scum. It's me, Joe Buddy Beefcake the Mighty from Guar. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, on behalf of Saturn Studios, I am very pleased to announce the new album, from the band Skullfuckers Incorporated, dropping May 12th. That's right, it'll be available on all the normal streaming services, Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, etc. Yes, that's right. But wait, that's not all. They're also dropping the new single for the song Nightmare. Uh, and, and if that wasn't enough, there's gonna be a video for the song Nightmare dropping on May 12th as well, and... I'll be in it. Yes, yes, yes. You're so fortunate to have me. But that's right. Listen, man. Uh, these guys are, are working hard, and, and they deserve your support. So uh, I suggest you pre-order the record right now, because these guys are broke as shit, and they need your money. 
Yeah, that's right. Hey, listen, uh, uh, I can't wait for the video to come out because I, uh, I'll be in it. I'm starring, uh, and I'll be joined by a cast of several. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be so exciting. Yes, I will. Anyway, uh, uh listen, man, pre-order this stuff, uh, and, and, and get it when it comes out, and check it out, and, uh, and, and look for me in the video for Nightmare. Sure. Eddie Monster. 
All right, I was going to talk about Motley Crue here on Rock and Metal News, since it's Rock and Metal News time anyways. Uh, but I decided, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time. I've already did an episode on that. Um, I will do, however, on that special episode, I will do a follow-up if there's more information given. So essentially what I'm saying is I'm waiting for the whole case to kind of go through its its motions and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, but on to better news. So this is kind of crazy in a way. I, I've never heard. I mean, the last time I heard of anything of this magnitude was the time. I don't know. Remember where in South America? I believe it was in Brazil. Queensryche was in Brazil. And Jeff Tate had pulled a knife on his former bandmates. This just kind of goes to a whole other level in a way. So Volvadonia is this band and apparently their lead singer, Duncan Bentley, apparently tried to kill. Now here's what the statement from the band says. Duncan threatened and tried to kill our drummer, Tom. Tom ended up in a hospital and sustained various injuries, including a badly broken nose. And apparently, according to the to the notes, this isn't the first time that threats and violence had surfaced from the vocalist. Okay. Um... It's just crazy to think that he would have... I mean, if you look at the picture of the drummer, I mean, he was badly, badly beaten by Duncan Bentley. And uh, Hughes, who is the drummer, claims that... um, Obviously, it was alcohol was involved, and he says he became erratic and irritable and un- unnecessarily mean about people and towards homeless people. According to the article, it, it, he claimed that Bentley, if he'd been drinking, at which point Bentley snapped and the incident occurred. Oh, he asked if Bentley had been drinking, and that's when he snapped. So here's what he wants to say. Here's the full statement. Just want to say thanks to everyone who has reached out personally and through messages. I'm doing okay other than being in a little pain. And we just want to try to continue the tour and make the best of this awful situation. We were not in any sort of drunken brawl. We had an amazing night out with friends after the show. And towards the end of the night, I started noticing changes in his behavior with him becoming erratic and irritable unnecessarily mean about people and towards homeless people around. So when we got back to the hotel, I had asked him if he'd been drinking at all, and he absolutely snapped. I literally said, Duncan, as a friend, I need to know if you've been drinking tonight, and he absolutely lost it. This is not the first time this has happened at all. Had to deal with a very similar situation in the Philippines just over a month ago. When he was late for lobby call for our fight, our flight, excuse me, not fight, flight. And I went to his room to wake him. And when I did, he snapped and attacked me, punching me multiple times, breaking my ribs. We had been considering telling him to leave the band since then, but he assured us he would quit drinking and had been seeking professional help. 
Tours are planned months in advance, and I had been the one responsible for signing surety on merch orders and many of the financial things that allow us to tour. If we missed the tour, I would have been financially ruined for life, so we decided to give him the benefit of the doubt and continue with him and his promise to not drink at all. The Slater situation just proves that it was never the alcohol at all that sets this off and it is a much darker mental issue. After the situation, I'd sent them multiple links to AA and other alcohol treatment programs as well as psychologists and I tried to be there for him. I also tried with the help of our manager to help him get his sponsor who comes from our scene and understands the music life and its issues and we're and wasn't just going to push God on him as a treatment. He never once reached out to that person. We did not abandon Duncan in a random country with nothing. He was about to be arrested for his behavior, but the police had said that we would have had to wait in Prague for weeks of court dates, and as much as we wanted to, we were not in a position to do so. With this, the police removed him from the hotel and escorted him away from us, telling him to leave him. Even after all this and spending most of the day at the hospital when we got to our accommodation, I still reached out to his wife, Catherine, yesterday evening, checking in on him and letting her know how to change his flight home as well as sent him money to be able to get to where he needs to be to catch his flight home against the wishes of everyone else as I didn't want him to didn't want to leave him stranded. I hope he's able to get the treatment he needs and gets better. He will never be in the band again. But I hope that he can get treated and sort his life out. I do not wish any violence against him and hope he can get his life sorted. And this is, you know, I got to be honest, this guy's taking the high road. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people would be this way. I mean, like, I know if somebody tried to beat the shit out of me, I'd be like, I'd be like, fuck you, man. Like, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Like, I no. Absolutely not. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you get stranded. You know, most people would be like that. But he took the high road and he even reached out and is and is trying to get this guy the help he needs, so on and so forth. So we just hope, you know, you get better. You guys find a new vocalist and you can keep going. Um, that's definitely a shitty, shitty situation for sure. All right. So we got other kind of news. Apparently, Motorgrader has reunited again. And uh, it's no surprise. There's a huge wave of new metal bands reuniting, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and, yes, this is the band that invented their own instrument that was called the Motorgrader. And apparently, they're playing the Blue the Blue Ridge Rock Festival in September. Um, it's not clear, apparently, according to this, who's going to be a part of it. Um and apparently, you shouldn't even try to guess. I guess they've had a massive amount of members who have come and gone over the years. And uh, their big claim to fame, apparently, you know, was they were they were fronted by Ivan Moody uh, from 2002 and 2005. Uh, he was on their self-titled debut album. And uh, I remember meeting Ivan Moody. It's it's a funny kind of story. So. There used to be a record shop right up the street from my house. We have a venue in our hometown. Ozfest was in town. I believe it was Ozfest 2002. 
Now the internet wasn't quite like what it is, right? Where you can discover bands. There was there was no metal injection. You know what I mean? There was no Loudwire. There was none of these things. So a lot of it still was word of mouth. You know what I mean? Like somebody would be like, oh, have you heard this band? I remember a buddy of mine said, dude, you've got to check out this band, El Nino. Dude, they're fucking awesome. Stuff like that happened then. Or maybe I just wasn't hip with the internet yet at that point. Uh, but nonetheless, so... Uh, Motor Grader was in town with Ozfest, and apparently their bus. We drove up. We're like, "Oh, look, man! There's a tour bus and everything." And and um, I remember one of them got out, and we started talking to him. And let's just say it like this: he was not happy. We did not know who he was. He just was not happy about it. What do you mean you don't know who Motor Grader is, man? We invented our own instrument. And it's like, okay, cool. Are you guys any good? You know, I mean, which is probably not the best fucking answer to give. But nonetheless, we had no idea who they were. So we were going to OzFest because we wanted to see, you know, Drowning Pool and so on and so forth. Whoever was on that bill, I can't even remember right now. But, yeah, that, that's my little Motor Grader story for you guys out there. Not very happy. I did not know who they were. Um Apparently, in other news, apparently Dave Lombardo's future with Testament could be uncertain at this point. Um, We know that in a recent interview he did, he said that he wasn't going to be with the band for the 2023 touring commitments because he's doing Mr. Bungle. Uh, But he did note that the relationship is good and the doors are open. Um. But neither part has said whether or not he's back or or whatnot. But apparently Chuck Billy, which this is confusing, right? They're playing at the Teatro Royal Center in Bogota, Bogota, Colombia. And he introduced their new drummer. And he goes, stand up and take a bow. Give it up for Mr. Chris Dovis. Lombardo who? Yeah, that's Christovas right there. Don't forget it. And then they uh, crushed DNR. Do not resuscitate. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, so nobody knows what Dave's future is with, with Testament, um, if there is one. Apparently, if if you were looking at that like I am, you would think, okay, maybe there isn't a relationship right there. But uh Dave is just involved in so many projects. I mean, so many. He's still listed as a member of the Misfits. He uh, is a Mr. Bungle. He's got that other band with with Mike Patton. He's just doing a lot of of stuff. So it's no surprise that the guy is busy, man. He's just busy. All right, Deicide says they are done with their brand new record. That's right. It's done. It's going to test mixing. And then mastering. The artwork is amazing and it's in its finishing stages. Everything is ready to go and is is in the record company's hands now. Now we all wait. That's according to uh, Deicide. And the new Deicide record is going to be their first with Taylor Nordberg, who you may remember from such bands as Inhuman Condition and The Absence. He replaced Chris Canella in 2022. And uh, here's what Glenn Benton had to say about the uh, the new material. 
He goes, the new stuff that we're writing now is really Anthem-style stuff. It's really good, man. There's a lot of prog stuff in there, mixed in there. Steve's, uh, who's the drummer, is our prog guy, man. He's the progressive rock guy. He likes to write those really black metal riffs and the progressive stuff. He's an amazing talent, man. He plays piano. He can play sweeps on guitar. He's a drummer. Yeah, he can do it all. And, uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, of, of course, like he said, now it's up to the record company until we figure out when this is going to be coming out. But uh, if you're a fan of Deicide, be excited. All right, Dark Tranquility also says they're working on a new album as well. That's right. They've begun working on their follow-up to Moment, which was their 2020 record. The new record will be their first with Kristen Hansen from uh, Grand Cadaver and drummer Joachim Strandberg-Nielsen from In Mourning, who uh, both of those guys joined the band back in 2022. So it'll be interesting to see. Here's what they said. We're very excited to report that the preparations for the next Dark Tranquility album are in full progress. The songs are getting more and more complete every week as we are tweaking the details and perfecting the riffs. More information will be revealed. Man, I hate it when this does that to me. Uh, More information will be revealed in the near future, but rest assured that things are sounding great and we can't wait for you to hear the music that we're working on. So there you go. So stay tuned for more. Check them out on Instagram. They're always posting. That is some awesome news. Uh, Kurtopsy. Topsy uh, Signs to Nuclear Blast And that's right They've got a brand new record That's going to be coming out And uh, Matt McGacky Here's what he said The vocalist We are truly excited To have joined Nuclear Blast's roster Many of the bands we love And a bunch of our friends Have released killer albums Via Nuclear Blast Back in 2012 We became an independent band now in 2023, we've decided to team up with one of the most influential metal labels. We're eager to be showcased alongside the world's best metal acts and can't wait to unveil the next era of Cretopsy as a nuclear blast artist. There you go. So this is going to be, I think, the follow-up. I'm not sure. I believe this is the follow-up to the Book of Suffering, uh, Tommy 2. From 2018 I could be wrong uh, Don't quote me on that Whatsoever uh, But yeah So if you're excited If you're if you're a fan of the band Be very excited Nuclear Blast is a great label Amazing label This next piece of news that I have I'm not really surprised I shouldn't say I'm surprised at all By any of this Because I remember Going to a lot of metal shows at the Xfinity Center or, or Great Woods or Tweeter Center or Comcast Center, whatever you want to call it, it's past names. They always handed out slips of paper that said no moshing and please do not, you know, do this and whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm not really surprised and it's kind of funny that this is still news, but apparently One Step Closer was playing at a venue and they handed out cards or pieces of paper that said on one side no moshing in big bold letters and on the other side it says please do not mosh spin surf or dance in a way that disturbs other people's experience failure to comply may result in ejection from the show thank you for your consideration here's a fucking idea how about if you don't want to mosh don't go to the front 
Don't be one of those assholes that just wants to sit in the front and stand there like a fucking mannequin or in the first three rows and stand like a mannequin. That's an idea. You don't want to mosh, sit in the back of the fucking venue and watch the show. You know what I mean? Like, it's the dumbest thing. Like, how can you expect a crowd at a hardcore show show not want to mosh? It's just physically impossible to not happen. And again, like I said... If you don't want to be in the mosh pit, stand in the fucking back. Because generally, if you're in the middle of the uh, of the venue, anywhere from like the second and third row and back, generally you're going to be in a mosh pit. Or your ass is going to back up all the way to the back. I've been to countless venues where it's happened. Mosh pits break out. I mean, fuck, I went to a Mayhem show. It happened. I went to a Twisted show. And it happened. There was a mosh pit at a Twisted show. And, like, what do you expect? You know what I'm saying? It's just the dumbest thing I ever heard a venue do. And, yeah. I just wanted to uh, take the time to congratulate Ghost, who took home the Grammys, which is the Swedish version of the Grammys. They took home the award for the Hard Rock Metal Album of the Year. For Impera, they beat out Arch Enemy, Amon Amarth, The Halo Effect, and Watain. The only categories they didn't win in win in was Album of the Year and Artist of the Year, and they lost to Tove Low, whoever the hell that is. Uh, but still, pretty impressive. Good for them. They've they've taken home multiple uh, Grammys before in the past. We know that. Um, I believe they won in 2014, 2015, and 2016. Um, and they were nominated in 2019 for for prequel, but they lost to Tribulations down below. So there you go. They've they've got a deep history in this grammar. So congratulations to Tobias Forge and everybody in Ghost. All right, that's gonna do it for Rock and Metal News. Just one quick other piece of news. Please look up this group called the Shredders. They are a virtual supergroup that exists in their own Shredderverse, and you get the final say. And so on and so forth and what they do, what the personal lives, musical life, all things like that. So think of Death Clock, but you get to control or actually, you know, have a say in what they're up to. So make sure you check that out. All right. It is time for our last Bands You Should Know artist. But before we do into that, I also want to remind everybody uh, that we're going to be doing some special things on this on this season of Pedal to the Metal. That's right. We are going to be bringing back five-minute reviews. So don't worry. You're going to get to hear those. Uh, we're just trying to get things settled in. So we got that. And we've got a whole lot of things that are going to be happening on the show, like the Pedal to the Metal Showcase, which is something we're going to do because I always say I got these guys that are sending me tons and tons of music, and we don't always get to hear everything. And that's what I'm doing this for is to promote those bands. So soon that is going to be coming out, Pedal to the Metal Showcase. Be on the lookout for that, where we showcase a label or just about anybody, right? And uh, we play some tunes. That's what we're going to be doing. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got other things coming out, too. Like when metal bands fight is definitely going to be a thing. So stay tuned for that. We're uh, trying to do new things with this show. We might be doing a Discord. That is always an option. Uh, that we could do we're thinking about it and uh, also having a patreon page 
so you can help support the show in any way, and we'll give you cool shit um, along the way. So there you go. All right, so it's time to get into our last Bands You Should Know artist, and this one is pretty fucking cool if you ask me. They are Shock Rockers coming all the way from Switzerland. They are called Dark Flow. Their new album is coming out in May, and you can look for that. The album is called Insane Circus. It was mixed and mastered by Andy LaRock, who you may know from King Diamond, one of the coolest fucking guitar players of all time, in my opinion. And Andy LaRock is even featured in one of the songs. That's right, a guitar solo from one of the solo masters of the heavy metal universe plays on this track, and it's called Suicidal Headaches. And they also have Snowy Shaw, who you may remember from Demi Borgir, Merciful Fate, King Diamond, Therion. He plays drums on the whole entire record. That's right. This is some exciting, exciting stuff. So if you're a fan of King Diamond, Metallica, and Iron Maiden, you are definitely going to love Dark Flow. And without further ado, it is my honor to introduce them to the Pedal to the Metal universe. That's right. Here is Dark Flow. And here's their track, Suicidal Headaches, right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. 